Life as a mom can be really hard and it can seem like we have nothing left to pour out. I'm Tina and I'm here to tell you that you're not alone. Join me every week as we talk about God's purpose in our marriage and motherhood. Though at times those feelings of inadequacy can be overwhelming, there is so much joy to be had in the ordinary if we just take a few moments to find it. I'm sitting here today with my peppermint tea in front of the Yule log I found on YouTube, which... Yes, it's my sad alternative since we don't have a real fireplace, but, you know, we're going for essence here. I just dropped our boys off at school for their last day before winter break, and I have a lot to get done here at the house before they are going to be home for the next two weeks. I love to listen to music while doing the housework. And I don't think today is going to be any different. It's definitely my norm. Whether I'm folding laundry or doing the dishes or what, honestly, whatever it is, I just, I usually have music going. And it becomes far too easy to let that music just fill this void without really hearing the message, even if I'm belting it out along with the artist. Sure, I, this time of year is no different. And I I love the Christmas song by Nat King Cole or Judy Garland singing Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. I mean, classics, right? But my favorite Christmas song by far is Oh Holy Night. I get caught up in the music, how it builds, and the vocalist soars. Now, of course, we've all heard singers of, well, all levels sing this, but I'm talking about artists like Josh Groban. It's just so beautiful and captivating. This is the kind of song that I imagine would be fun to sing in a hall with perfect acoustics while the sound fills the room. I just, okay, I love that feeling. I'm deaf in one ear, so that's really the only time that I feel as though I'm completely surrounded by music and by sound. Now, okay, I, you can see how distracted I get by this. But with all of that in mind, I can miss the message. Does that happen to you? What I want to do today in our short time together is talk through the lyrics of Oh Holy Night. I'm going to define some of these words, and I know I tend to use the same vocabulary when speaking or writing, and I can miss the deeper meaning or fail to use richer, more descriptive words. That's why I'm going to give some definitions on some of these words that we might know, but sometimes the definition can paint a much bigger picture than we realize. Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It's the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining. Now, I had to look up pining 
Pining means suffer a mental and physical decline, especially because of a broken heart. So long lay the world. The world had been just laying, just sitting. You know, um, just think of that pile of dirty clothes. It's just sitting there in sin and error pining. The mental, physical decline. I mean, we all know this. We know that the world is not getting any better, right? Just the world is sitting there till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. I'm going to say that again. The soul felt its worth. There was purpose. A thrill of hope. The weary, the sad, broken down, pining world rejoices. For yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. Morning, think change or beginning. New and glorious beginning. Fall on your knees. Oh, hear the angel voices. O night divine. O night when Christ was born. Led by the light of faith, serenely beaming, with glowing hearts by his cradle we stand. So led by light of a star sweetly gleaming, here come the wise men from Orient land. The king of kings lay thus in lowly manger, in all of our trials, born his purpose. He was born to be our friend, to be with us, to go through this with us, through our trials. He knows our need. That's comforting to me. He knows our need. Our weakness is no stranger. I think we've all seen our weakness in these last couple of years, haven't we? He understands. That's not, that's not new to him. Behold your king before him lowly bend. Now this third verse, I was kind of looking up some history of this this carol and um, so it was originally written by a poet who um, the website I was reading said that he wasn't necessarily the one to darken the church doors most often but um, he was a poet and a priest requested that he write a poem for mass for Christmas mass he and the priest were so moved by the poem they decided to reach out to this other very well-known composer to give it even even a fuller, richer, deeper you know, meaning and sound. So this composer then came up with the tune to O Holy Night. So written in French, then this, this composer at the time um, writes the tune. And now the composer happened to be Jewish, which is, you know, they don't necessarily they don't see Christ as um, their Messiah that they're waiting for. So that's and that's kind of ironic to me. And um, eventually it came out that the man, the, the poet who wrote the lyrics originally in French um, was not very religious himself and that the composer was Jewish and so... Um, churches started to kind of write it off and not really sing it so much anymore, even though the people all really loved it and they continued to sing it in their homes. Then um, a couple of decades later, 
over in America, somebody who had who had come to America knew it in French. They decided to translate it into English because they loved the hymn so much. And this person was an abolitionist, so he actually added the third verse to the original two. So the third verse, that, I mean, it'll make a little bit more sense why this is in there then. The third verse goes, Truly he taught us to love one another. His law is love and his gospel is peace. I mean, this is how we should treat others and we can live with confidence and hope in him. His law is love and his gospel is peace. Chains shall he break for the slave is our brother and in his name all oppression shall cease. Sweet hymns of joy in grateful chorus raise we. Let all within us praise his holy name. This should be our response and thought to God fulfilling his plan of redemption for us to praise his holy name. Christ, our Messiah, the Deliverer, Christ is the Lord, which means he, he has the power, he has the authority, he has the influence. Forever, ever praise we his power and glory evermore proclaim which simply means declare something that's considered important with due emphasis. My goodness, I don't normally talk like this. But to proclaim, to declare with the emphasis that it deserves. His power and glory evermore proclaim. So that's it. That's the song that I love, love to sing. But often, just kind of skim over its deeper meaning and, and the personal application that I can draw from that. So, now I am going to go start the music and get on with my to-do list. And hopefully, that message of Christmas will swirl around in my head and not get lost in wrapping paper. Because that's the whole reason for this season, right? It's it's more than just the presents, the tree, the baby in the manger. It's the redeemer. Maybe if you have time this season, pick apart one of your favorite Christmas hymns and feel free to let me know what you learn or what sticks out. I truly want to hear about it. <laughs> 